0: we're lewis and Pete from personal trainer portal we've built up over 14 years of combined experience personal training and now we're here to help gym floor personal trainers to earn more money get more clients and reduce the stress and anxiety of starting out in the industry let's dive into this episode hello and welcome back to the personal trainer portal podcast i hope you're all well we are back for episode 39 where we're going to be talking about three must do things to get clients in January. We all know as PTs, January is the make or break month, especially if you're in a public gym. Can you remember some of the the January months, Pete, back in the day?
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was wild January back in the day. Um, a lot of people have all had uh, far too much food and drink over Christmas and they're ready to uh, start the- 15th. Ready for some action, aren't they? Exactly some action in the gym um what about you do you remember those months?
0: yeah i just remember being in the gym in december and december's always a really quiet month just in the gym in general like i don't mean just mean client wise i just mean if you're working in a public gym there's not as many members around i think people know that in december the the winding down for christmas and they almost just can't be bothered it's dark it's cold and they just think to themselves, you know what, I'll come back in January. And then all of a sudden, once it hits the first week in January, I just remember the, the whole of the gym floor being absolutely manic with people. When you're trying to tra- train clients, you can't get on certain machines. You, you, plan your whole session for a client and you, you end up doing your whole session in reverse. I remember times like where I might have a, I don't know, squats to start on with a client and then I'd have to go to the last exercise, which I was doing with them and do that first. Because everything was taken, the gym was so busy, especially within the
1: peak time of like what was it, half five to eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah, I don't know if you remember back in the day when we started. um I was a clipboard wanker. Um, oh, you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that actually. But, you shoved the pen behind your ear and everything. Exactly. Exactly. Ready to go. Ready to to write down the number of sets and reps. I do. I totally forgot but yeah, thing I was yeah PT school was old school PT school for me. But um, I t- you, I mean you're laughing now, aren't you, at that? But that clipboard came in so handy on a Monday night in January because you'd literally just bagsy your equipment. I remember your clipboard, tactic, yeah. So clipboard would just get placed on the next machine, and it just meant you're always ready to move on to what you needed. You ready unless to someone touched it and and removed it and then you're like what are you doing yeah <laughs> then you'd have to put the pen and the clipboard on that yeah and then you're were all right I, I,
0: that was the only like it was great for getting clients January because there were so many new people and you knew people wanted to be PT'd the only problem was when you were PT'ing in those peak times as as I just said because you knew that if you're PT'ing someone in peak time it was just carnage you could you had to like you know, you had to, when you were training someone on a certain machine, you had to be looking over at the next machine and you couldn't fully focus on what they were doing because you were looking at the next machine to make sure that it was free. So that is one thing I do remember about January that if you were training someone in peak time, you know, it's, uh, it's just a wild ride, isn't it, really? Full of people.
1: I think the other thing as well is because you get so many new people in the gym that probably haven't been to the gym before yeah. or worked out. Like a lot of new beginner, uh, beginners, should I say. Um, they're not really sure what they're doing either. Um, yeah. So then that slows it down as well, doesn't it? But quite often you'll get those people in Feb, won't you? Because they've probably tried for a month and then like, yeah, this is harder than it looks. Like, I'm not getting any results. And then they'd probably approach in Feb as well. Yeah. so I think it was January and February, early, early, because, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So... Anyway, today we want to talk about the three must-do things for you in your personal training business if you want to accelerate your PT client growth rate. So I want to talk about three things. The first one, I'm gonna go ahead with learn a conversation template and set a goal of total number of people to speak to. So I'm gonna break this down a little bit. When I say learn a conversation template, I mean to the point where if you see someone, which we speak about this all the time, if you see someone on a machine and they clearly don't know what they're doing, make sure that you know that when you go up to that person to try and help them, you know in your mind what you're going to say. You don't want to walk up to someone and then almost start mumbling your words because you don't really know what you're going to say. And then you end up, as we say all the time, you end up trying to sell too soon, talking about your PT business. The last thing someone wants to do, is to be sold to straight away, especially in January. Yes, people don't know what they're doing and people want to get, you know, to their end result but they just want to go to a gym and learn the basics first. They want to be helped. So, getting back to my main point, learn a conversation template so you know that when you go up to someone you know how to introduce yourself, you know how to ask them open-ended questions on what their problems are, what they're struggling with and you know how to ask for their goals and you know how to lead them down the line to the point where you are going to help them, show them a few exercises, so you know exactly what you're going to say to that person before you actually say it. So learn a conversation template and set a goal of total number of people to speak to. So throughout January, as of recording this, we actually already are like nearly a week into January, so we're not really timing this very well. But even if it's just for one week in January, set a goal of how many people to speak to. If you're someone who isn't confident, with speaking to people you haven't spoken to before, we have spoken about this in our last podcast, which was if you're low on confidence, maybe just set a small goal of speaking to five people per day. Okay. So if you work, you know, five days a week, that'd be 25 people to speak to over the course of the week. If you are someone who naturally does find it quite easy to speak to people, maybe set your goal of 10 people per day. So 50 people over the course of the week. So, that combined with what I just said, learning a conversation template, is going to be massive because I can guarantee if you know how to lead a conversation and you set yourself a goal of speaking to quite a lot of people, I can guarantee that you will create and turn those people into clients if you've got the right structure and system in place. So that's the first one.
1: Just to add to that as well, um, you know, when you when you're coming up with that conversation template practice on your friends and family as well, you know, just so it's, it's there in your head, you write it out, have a few different variations of it, but it's, you know, following a general rule of thumb, you're introducing yourself. You're asking uh, open-ended questions, a bit of small talk in there, whatever it is, but practice that with your friends and family. And then it, it, it'll become more natural. Rolls off
0: the tongue, doesn't it? Exactly. Just like mine and your bantering when we're talking, it's just like all of our jokes, they just roll off the tongue because we've done them so many times and it's just it's so they're just so witty and so funny that's what people tell me anyway Uh, that's right isn't it pete Uh, i think it's just because it's both around this banner from both sides so it just flows. yeah yeah i think that's what yeah yeah good point so that's the first one anyway learn a conversation template and set a goal of a total number of people to speak to throughout january or at least one week of january pete second one
1: yeah, so the second one is about um, adding value to people um, on the gym floor, basically. So there's, we um, have of spoken ways about this that. quite
0: a lot, but oh, we probably gross. sound like a broken record, but we're going to tell you again.
1: I think we just we keep coming back to the same things. We we're just discussing that, weren't we, before we started recording? But I think it just shows that you know there's core principles there that you know if you follow will work. Um, for you and you know conversation is a massive one with us isn't it but then it's just it's more than just having a conversation because you know any of us can talk to anyone but you've it's got to be led you've got to lead the conversation in a certain way and once you lead that conversation you need to get some of that information from them and why am i mentioning this because that information from those people will help you add value to them so what do i mean by that Say, for example, Lewis in this example is a gym member. He's just, um, he's had a bit too much turkey and uh, he's decided this year, new year, new me, he's decided. So he, I I just approach Lewis in the gym. He's struggling a bit with a bit of equipment and, um, you know, introduce myself, get to know his name, a little bit of small talk, and then I start to ask, you know, a bit about the gym, he might then offer some information of that, you know, nutrition has been all over the shop. I then in my head think, right, nutrition is maybe a bit of an area that you struggle with. So I would then try and offer some value in terms of nutrition. So that could be um, a nutrition plan. That could be, you know, maybe you've made a, a PDF with you know, Pete's top 10 nutrition secrets or <laughs> do you know what I mean? Something, anything like that. You've got me um, or Exactly. You know, Lewis is well on the conveyor belt to become the client now, but you know, that's something that you can give to someone. It could be a Facebook group, you know, a nutrition or training Facebook group support group where you've got other people in there and every week, maybe two or three times a week, you're posting something on those topics that people can help. So it's free, it's free things or, you know, valuable things that you're giving away for free that just shows that, um, you know, that you're there to help. Would you agree,
0: Lewis? Yeah, definitely. And then you sh- it's almost just about making sure that you're adding as much value as possible. We say this all the time, sparking up that initial conversation on the gym floor because you've got that, you know, mental conversation template in your head and you're speaking to people all the time and you know from asking them what their problems and struggles are. You know what value you can provide them. So, for example, like Pete said there, they might struggle with the nutrition. So you can, you know, give them as much value as you can about nutrition. Someone might struggle with, I don't know, leg exercises. So you start showing them some leg exercises. And again, you're not selling your personal training. You're just purely providing the value. And I think that's one of the main things here, what we're trying to reiterate.
1: I think as well, what you've got to remember, so this this sort of early point when you're talking to people, let's say you're getting them on the conveyor belt to become a client at the end, all this information that you're getting from them is basically ammunition that you're gonna be able to use in that consultation, you know, further down the line because you know the struggle with nutrition. So that when you have that consultation, you can really hone in on nutrition. And sell the benefits of your coaching or your service in terms of the nutrition side, yeah. that's going to strike more of a chord than just giving them the generic things from your coaching.
0: Yeah. You're
1: sort of tailoring, showing them that your service is more tailored for them because you understand their struggles and obstacles with that.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. So on that one, add value to people on the gym floor. That's what the second must do. Number three, the final point we've got master the art of conversions. Okay. So when we say conversions, there's a few different ways where in which you can actually turn someone from becoming just someone on the gym floor who you've spoken to, to then providing the value. And then you can get them in. For example, the most common way to do it on the gym floor in a public gym is a consultation. So you might have spoken to someone on the gym floor. You have had that conversation with them, um, going off your conversation template, which you've learned, you've learned how to speak to someone to provide the value, like Pete said, and you've provided loads of value, shown them exercises, given them tips on nutrition. You've met up with them again, and now you're in the consultation. The consultation is almost the make or break. This is the point where, and again, we have done a podcast about this. If you don't know how to deliver a consultation, you will not pick up many clients. If you have 10 consultations within a week, for example, and you don't know how to deliver a consultation effectively, you'll probably only convert maybe two. Whereas if you have a proper structure and system in place, you know what questions you need to ask the person, you know how to sell your service to the person, obviously you're not going to convert everyone, but you'll probably convert maybe seven or eight. And the difference between seven or eight people to two or three is is massive. That's a matter of, you know, potentially being fully booked to not you know being half booked. So, master the art of um, conversions and knowing how to deliver a consultation for example but there are other ways of converting as well it could be a phone call but it's just consultations are the most common within a gym
1: i think with this as well what you need to um well what we need to discuss as well with the um consultation is having some systems and and um you know structures in place whether that's a A consultation form that you have that could be like a a loose sort of questionnaire. We're not talking about a park you for when you're finding out, you know, if they've got any illnesses or ailments. We're talking about, you know, big open ended questions. What are their struggles? You know, what's their training experience? What have they done before? What's not worked? What might have worked? Things like that. If you can have sort of a loose structure, so it means you're covering the correct questions every time you do a consultation you'll get m- more familiar with it and you're less likely to miss something and if you if you're sort of taking note of what their answers are you can then feed that back to them at the end of the consultation they're more likely to think right this guy's got me or this girl's got me they know what I'm about what my struggles are so it i think with consultations quite often you think you know if someone's good at talking to someone that you'd probably good in a consultation yes to no because it, you can be good at talking to someone, you know, but if you're not leading it, like I'd mentioned on the first point, if you're not leading that in a certain way and asking the right things and in trying to get them to an outcome, the outcome is to take up coaching with you. Then, you know, it's just like a conversation. It's not a consultation. It would just be a conversation. So you've got to remember, you're trying to get to the end point where someone's going to sign up with you.
0: I think as now, well, what, like what, a consu- a consultation what, is almost like the sales process, like that is where you're selling, essentially. The other stuff we've just spoken about, like when you're speaking to people on the gym floor, when you're having that initial conversation and when you're giving them value, you're not selling there, you are providing value. You are bringing them into your world, you're building that know, like and trust, but the consultation is almost turning into more of that, the sales part of it. And you can be great at talking to people, you can be amazing at the other part, but if you don't know how to turn your um, conversation skills into knowing how to sell, you're not gonna pick up many clients. So it's mastering the art
1: of both. I think, think as well, think. just to cover that. So I'm sort of, I was saying there, you've got to have you know, some, some questions that you would use in every consultation. Although it's important you have those generic questions, you've also got to tailor it, haven't you? Yeah. So that the person in front of you you know, you're tailoring that consultation. You're you're trying to meet their needs. Like something that I often would do is, is, you know, when you're telling them the feature, you don't want to just tell them the features of your coaching, you know, because most coaching. One session a week, nutrition plan. You know, this, everyone's sort of selling the same thing that you can't, you know, reinvent the wheel. Do you know what I mean? The, The wheel's the wheel. PT's PT. There's ways you can change it and, and modify it a little, but the the sort of the bones of it are going to be the same. So a great way to sort of mix that up a bit is every time you mention a feature of that, you, you would follow it with as that. And then you would say, as that would help you with, let's say it's nutrition. I offer a nutrition plan as that will help you with an area that you're struggling with. If you can then relay that to them, why that would help them, you know, not Joe blog everyone in the gym. The person right in front of you, I think that shows that you know it's more tailored and it's going to help them rather than them just going online and you know jumping on a I don't know a generic sort of training plan. You know, we won't name names, but you know, there's lots that's of a difference, isn't it, there. between like structure and your consultation to the person as well.
0: For example, what Peter said that, yes, anyone can say, oh, we've got a nutrition plan. But if you say, yeah, we've got a nutrition plan, so that or as that you are struggling currently with your nutrition, this will lay down the parts which you were struggling with, tell you exactly what you need to eat, so that you have the accountability and you've got the structure and then you won't struggle anymore. So you're tailoring it to that person as well. So yeah, we've got three things there, three must do things you need to do. On the gym floor, oh, sorry, three must do things to get clients on the gym floor in January. We've got number one, learn a conversation template and set a goal of the total number of people to speak to. So you're maximizing your chances of getting clients and you bring people into what your world. Number two, add in as much value to people on the gym floor as possible. And number three, master the art of conversions, such as consultations. I think we've
1: covered everything there. Yeah, I mean, the one thing we didn't do was um, throw in a cheeky plug. Um, we didn't. Which, you know, we, we didn't. We so, did not. We did not. Um, so me and Lewis have actually been, we're busy um, getting the course together, aren't we? At we the certainly minute. are. And it's not just any this old isn't, course. Not any course. This is the Rolls-Royce of courses for PTs on the gym floor. Um, but this is an area we've been recording this week, isn't it? Creating clients. Yeah. Um. And you know it's 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 one of the biggest areas, isn't it? This is why PTs don't PT for long if they can't get the client. So it's a massive area. Um, we've been recording it this week. Um, some really good information on it. I, I feel you know these three must do things. We've sort of they're the big things, but there's lots of bits in between that that will go through on the course. Yeah. We're generalizing
0: cool? here when we're all of these podcasts, what we're doing, we are providing some value to you to give you the, the bread and butter. But what we want to do in the course is take you as opposed to getting you from A to B in the podcast to getting you from B all the way to Z. And what I mean by that is taking you from the very start where you are struggling to get clients. You don't really know how to format your business and how to actually structure things, getting you from that point all the way to the point where you are working however much you want, taking on if you want to do 30 sessions a week of PT or 15 sessions a week, we'll show you exactly the process and the systems you need to do to build up to that, to earn quite a lot of money and earn as much money you can per hour of time while enjoying it and showing you every step of the way to be able to do that without any of the inconsistencies or the doubt or anything like that. So if you're, interested in that you can hit the link in the bio where there's loads of information and you can actually book a free call with one of us to discuss it as well i think that's everything on this fine a well uh, cheeky plug didn't we yeah we did actually we don't we don't really plug it very often we should plug it more shouldn't we because we can help a lot of we people
1: should, we should be plugging it all over really shouldn't we
0: yeah we should caught you're the you're the socket <laughs> i'm the plug <laughs>
1: wow
0: there we go (laughs) (laughs) on that note on that note we will see you in the next episode thank you very much
1: cheers guys happy new year